The elusive trio back together at last. Uh, Friday, August 5th, Just Baseball Show. Peter Apple, new apartment. Arm Layton, new haircut. Jack <laughs> McMullen, newer haircut. Each wow. arm. Look at this. Look at my sides. Oh, wow. I walked out of the barbershop, and I, I mean, I immediately opened Snapchat, hit the record button, and then just did a 360, like, rotation around the sun around my head. And I think I finished it by saying... This is the greatest haircut I've ever received. How do you feel about yours? Man, I feel good. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I, I don't put a lot of stock into it, man. I, I do like a big like walk down. This cool thing about New York City, I walk, and first barber shop that sticks out to me gets my business. And uh, as long as you don't screw me up too bad, maybe I'll come back. I'm Peter, the how do you approach arm. it? I'm yeah. the opposite arm. I make it a big deal. I, <laughs> I send off about 40 snaps and it's not even the first snap. Like it, you know, it takes a little bit for me to get a good video, kind of like you, Jack, but I take it to a new level and no, I can't just walk into the same barbershop. It's gotta be exact, but it is funny at the end of the day, we all get a similar white guy haircut with the short mm -hmm. sides and then they cut a little bit off the top. Yep. But for me, it's always felt a little different. It's always felt a little bit better. Well, you go and with I appreciate swoop. it a little bit more. Yeah, I do this. You, know, you, you push, you have a little bit more work in product, top. product involved. No product, involved. no product. That's always That's been bullshit. the big thing. You've working. got anti gravity hair. No, so I have just have very thick hair, and this is only water. And next time we're together, run your fingers through my hair and tell me there's product in it. Oh, um, I'm gonna see you soon. Run your fingers through my hair, spend some time doing it. Maybe we can look into each other's eyes and yeah, tell well, me there's the, product in it. And the disclaimer is you guys both have to do this while shirtless, right? <laughs> Jeez. Well, that didn't even need to be said. Um, <laughs> all right. Before we get into our big deadline recap, we're going to give grades for all 30 teams. I've got the AL and NL Central. Peter has the AL East and the NL West. And then Arm has the AL West and the NL East. Um, we're also, real quick, at the tail end of this episode, going to walk through our five biggest winners of the deadline and our five biggest losers of the deadline. But before we do that, um, this is my first time on the pod with Peter's new backdrop, his studio apartment in Manhattan. Dude was working uh, out of California for the last couple of weeks. Number one, thank God you're not three hours behind us anymore. This makes our life so much easier. Number two, tell me about the Shohei Otani art that you have in the back for our YouTube folk. First, thank the good Lord I'm not in California anymore. Not because I don't love California, but just the scheduling with the podcast and being three hours behind, I have to wake up at 4.35 in the morning to write those gambling articles before they're out to the public, which okay, made me so very tired. Oh, oh. Disclaimer here, you're in the lab before anybody else. I'm in the lab before anybody else. That's why we're better than everybody else. <laughs> but we have been on a heater lately. 10 and 3 in my last 13 picks. I'm going to brag a little bit because I come on when I'm losing and I, I make a fit. When I'm winning, I'm, of course, going to brag. We're up almost 27 units, but it's not gambling advice. The backdrop, Kyle Taylor, shout out you. I know we listen to the podcast, big fan of the TikTok, made this for me, sent it. It's 
gorgeous. And I yeah. took Shohei Otani's pitching prop. That was one of the bets that didn't hit. So maybe it is cursed, but look how gorgeous it is, folks. People on YouTube, thank you for subscribing. If you guys have been enjoying the podcast so far, it's gorgeous. And he's the best player in the world. Yeah, it looks hot. All right, so Arm, what's your deal? You are moving, so the uh, the the frames that you never hung up in your apartment will move and could possibly be hung up at the new place. Yeah, you know it's actually crazy. I I lived my entire lease and did not hang anything up. Uh, it, it's the duality of man here. That it's just this is how I operate. If if this camera could go wider, you'd see a disaster of a room. I I tick weird. I I acknowledge it. Um, but we're gonna hang them up in the next place. We are because it's just been sitting on the top of my couch the art behind me we're, we're gonna hang it up dinger is gonna be hung up everything's gonna be good to go uh mm. see when i moved in here i i i just i don't know i don't know we're, we're, we're working on it we're working on it i understand so uh, a lot of people have a hot boy summer arm's gonna have a mentally healthy fall <laughs> where he actually takes the time to hang up his art yeah yeah again you i'm surrounded by clothes right now i i do it's it's an obstacle course just to record and i just refuse to move it as if just something's going to naturally let it happen anyways but uh yeah you know but i wonder I, if it almost benefits arm maybe it puts him like in a state of calm it just does. kind of the chaos is almost you know in the big short where uh i think it was steve carell says i'm happy when i'm unhappy i think arm thrives in a chaotic type environment would that be I, accurate or i just think like my i don't know i use brain power on everything but organization I, I i that's the best way i can describe it shout out your new article too on just baseball.com ranking the top 30 prospects that were dealt at the deadline i just read over it phenomenal so thank you Beast. if you're gonna do that instead of put up things i'm all for that way <laughs> over what is behind your backdrop but also you have the biggest collection of memorabilia, maybe to Darren Ravel, who was on our podcast too. So we would like to see it, but it's not necessary. The prospects are more necessary. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, that, that was fun to put together. Yeah. Some say Aram uh, ticks weird. Others say he's built different and I'll go with the <laughs> latter. Um, so we're going to break into these trade grades for each side. So I'm thinking we can go AL first, East to West, then NL East to West. So it'll be Peter, me, Aram. Aram, me, Peter. We'll go serpentine. Ooh, so snake Peter, draft. Yeah, Peter gets the first pick. Naturally, he's going to go with uh, Jonathan Taylor. Who's going to be the first pick in fantasy football mm -hmm. this year? I think it JT. should be Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Wow. Or is C-Mac, when C-Mac's on the field? JT. Scary. It's got to be JT. So I full-blown live in Indianapolis now. I might go to multiple Colts games. I'm very excited to see that man do his thing. So yeah. sh should I get a jersey? I will, I will like to give myself a short plug here before we get into the AL East and all these different divisions. On Not Gambling Advice, I've been doing all of my MLB best bets. During the offseason, we're going to be doing football. We made the football TikTok account last year. We're still going to be using prize picks for there. Use code just baseball if you want to play along with us for some MLB player props, and then that will move forward into the NFL season. So go subscribe to my new podcast, Arms Podcast, The Call-Up, and go subscribe to State of the Division podcast six days a week. 15 minutes on each division. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, thanks a lot. Let's get into it. Sweet. All right. AL East start it. So how we're going to do it, Peter again assigned AL East and NL West. What he will do is deliver each team, talk about what transactions they made at the deadline, uh, give them a grade. And then if Arm and I have any rebuttal, we will let it be heard and then we'll move on to the next team. Let's start with the New York Yankees, and I'm going to give their trade deadline an A. 
They acquired Andrew Benatendi for three minor league pitching prospects. They acquired Frankie Montas and Lou Trevino for Ken Waldachuk. He was the big prospect, but three other prospects, including Luis Medina. They also acquired Scott Efros, reliever from the Cubs for Hayden Wesneski, another right-handed pitching prospect. The Another big one, traded Jordan Montgomery to the Cardinals for Harrison Bader and a player to be named later. And they also traded Joey Gallo, for Clayton Beater. When I look at each trade individually, I think they either won or at least got a B on every single trade they did. I don't love Andrew Benatendi as a person, or not as a person. As a person. You don't like his vaccination stance? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't care about his vaccination status. What I care about is production on the field, and so far for the Yankees, it hasn't been great. But it's not like the Yankees gave up that much. Beckway was the big one, but he's probably the one who has a shot to be a real big leaguer, but I think the Yankees did well in that situation. They got a good outfielder. That's what they did there. Frankie Montas was another one of the big trades at the deadline and they got a reliever and Frankie Montas is going to slide into the two. And I think they kind of wiped the A's on this one. I mean, I'm going to throw that over to you guys too, after I go over all the moves, but I feel like they kind of wiped the A's. Then they got Scott Efros who has five years of control. I wrote an article on just baseball.com five most underrated pitching or relief pitchers that should be traded at the deadline. He was one of them. He was one of my favorites on that list. And they gave up Hayden Wesneski, who is a very good pitching prospect, but I think there's more of a likely that he'll be a bullpen guy. I'm going to throw that over to Arm as well, but he could be a starter if maybe he figures out a third pitch or if those two pitches, his sinker and a slider are that good that maybe he could be a back end guy. The Jordan Montgomery trade for Harrison Bader is certainly interesting, (laughs) but we talked about it on the last podcast. When both sides hate it, normally that's a good trade for both sides. Bader makes a lot of sense for them. You can move Judge over to right field. Bader plays one of the best defensive center fields in baseball, immediately becomes the Yankees' best defender outside of their catcher, and they gave up Jordan Montgomery. And I know Yankee fans don't like that, but at the end of the day, he wasn't going to throw in big-time innings for them. And they traded away Joey Gallo for Clayton Beater, who's an exciting young pitching prospect, most likely a reliever because his walk rate is insane and he rarely knows what he's where it's going. I actually read that off Arms article, just has no idea where the ball is going, but the stuff is so disgusting that the strikeouts are still there. Yeah. And Joey Gallo needed to be off the Yankees. And I think they actually got a bigger return than yeah, I think a lot of sure. people said. Yeah. So I'm giving them a straight up A. Yeah. I I agree with all of that. I, I like the breakdown. I I think what really puts them over the top is that Montes trade to get also get Trevino, as you mentioned. And then the fact that, look, I, I love Waldachuk and we were talking about it on the call up. I Waldachuk was a guy that entering the year, we were one of maybe the only outlet that had him as a top 100 guy. But now I think a lot has changed. If you look at fan graphs, they've got him, I think at 35 in their top 100. So, the only way I can justify this return is if both teams that in this deal, the Yankees were saying, Hey, this is a top 50 prospect you're getting. And the A's agreed because otherwise Medina has started to slow down a little bit right up into this trade. He's putting up almost the same numbers as last year. And then the two other guys, you know, Sears is, is a reliever. He's fine. And Bowman's kind of a throw in. So I thought the Yankees made out fantastic on that deal. Um, and, and that's the big one where, you go get an impact starter. I think a big reason why Jack mentioned this on the call up as well. A big reason why the return might have been a little bit less than we thought is that maybe more teams are concerned about the shoulder issue for Montes. But this is the kind of deal that even if it worst case scenario blew up in the Yankees' face, 
you're not losing sleep over what you gave up. I know Waldachuk's great, but the Yankees have a lot better options than that. Uh, I think they came out really well uh, and made out really well. And then again, Ben Attendee, even though he's not off to the best start, again, another one where if it blows up, you're not losing sleep over the three arms you dealt. Yeah, 100%. And the only thing that I have to add to that is um, the Jordan Montgomery deal for Bader. And Bader's on the IL, but he's going to come back before the end of the season, it sounds like. Um would I prefer to see Jordan Montgomery starting games for the Yankees over Domingo Herman? Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, I would. However, I think Peter makes a really good point that Jordan Montgomery was not going to be in the postseason rotation. So if you look at it that way, you had one spare piece to go improve elsewhere. And they did that. So while you do lose 20% of your starting rotation during the regular season, the Yankees are kind of done with the regular season now. Yeah. Like they've already built the capital to coast through the regular season. Now eyes are on the postseason. How do you get better there? You've already got your four starters. Let's go get one of the best defenders in center field that this game has. And two things to end it. Lou Trevino is very, very interesting because he was a really good reliever for the A's at one point. In at one point. At one point, exactly. In 2021, he had a 3.18 ERA. In 2020, he had a 3.86 ERA. He's not going to be relied on to be a closer. He's not going to rely on to be a setup man. He's not even going to be relied on to be a seventh inning guy. But as a guy who's been in high leverage situations before and has performed well, not this year, but this feels like a guy that the Yankees are going to take in the offseason because he has another year of control, fix a couple of things, and get him back to the mid threes where he can be a really solid reliever. So that's another good throw in, I think. I don't think he's over the hill now at 30 years old. I think he's better than what he's shown with the A's this year. And, and the peripherals are pretty good, you know, like compared to what 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 we're really seeing here. So there's definitely room for, for some hope. And like Peter said, I mean, the Yankees have done a great job of maximizing their relievers. And we know that Trevino has has the, the talent to, to be good. The last thing I'll say, too, is Aaron Hicks has been horrible. horrible. So, you know. Not only do do you not think that like Jay Monson we get in postseason innings, I don't want Aaron Hicks in the lineup in the postseason. He's a right? fourth I mean, outfielder at this point, and Bader's way better. I mean, Bader yeah. if he gives you a one ten WRC plus, the defense is even going to be you know right there too, and he brings a lot more to the table. Has another year of control. I I really like the move from that lens. We'll see who the player to be named later is and what caliber prospect it is but they are getting something else also in the return so that is worth noting um i thought the yankees did really well overall and uh the biggest thing the last thing i'll add is they didn't really part with any blue chippers other than ken waldachuk they hold on to of course volpe but to hold on to peraza as well i i would have put a lot of money on that guy being gone right like martian's name dick oh and him too but like who's been better as he has been better he has been better i would have put a lot of money on peraza being gone given his proximity given the defense at shortstop the probability being a big leaguer like and they hold on to him good good stuff for the yanks let's move on to the blue jays i'm giving the toronto blue jays a c plus at the deadline they acquired Zach Pop and Anthony Bass um, and a player to be named later from the Marlins for Jordan Groshans, um, who's a good shortstop prospect. We'll talk about him a little bit later. I'm sure Arm has some choice words for him. They also acquired Whit Merrifield from the Royals for Samad Taylor and right-handed pitcher Max Castillo, both prospects. They also acquired Mitch White at the deadline for Alex De Jesus from the Dodgers or and Alex De Jesus from the Dodgers for two pitchers that honestly I don't really know that much about so I'm gonna have to throw that over to you guys as well and they also traded Jeremy Beasley to the Pirates for cash considerations the reason I'm giving the Blue Jays a C plus is 
it's not a C because they did get better, but I think there were certain needs that the Blue Jays needed to go get that they didn't. We talked about a left-handed bat. It's not that important because the Blue Jays are so good, but there will be situations in the playoffs where you have very, very good right-handed pitchers going up against a very right-handed dominant lineup that could end up shutting them down. The Blue Jays' bullpen got better, but it still didn't get elite because I don't know how good Tony Bass truly will be with the Blue Jays. I liked the Whit Merrifield, but I also really liked the package for the Royals in return for Whit Merrifield. Whit Merrifield also, his vaccination status is still up in the air. Will he be more of a, I don't know, like a Rory Is he a carrier? Like a player for them. I mean, I hope he can play in Toronto, but with the vaccination status, he said that he was open to getting the vaccine if he went to a contender, but it still isn't confirmed yet. I think the Blue Jays could have done a lot better and they didn't do a lot, but they also didn't get worse. That's why I gave them a C plus. What do you guys, Jack, what do you think when I say C plus? I drop them to a C because the day after I read that the Blue Jays are leaving Whit Merrifield's vax decision up to him versus if they said, hey, Whit, go get vaxxed and you can play every game. He would say, okay, he already said, okay, like two weeks ago, he said, if a team wants me to get vaccinated and I'm going to a contender, I'm open to getting vaccinated. So just tell him to go get vaxxed. Like, that's it. Go tell him that he can play every day with half your schedule remaining. He is going to miss a month of the next two months because you put the ball in his court. I think he gets it done. I think he gets it done. And I hope he gets it done. You know why? If he doesn't. Yeah, especially because then he should have just said, hey, I'm not getting vaxxed. And then, you know, you don't get traded and you can keep playing ball. So I, here's the thing. He's hitting well. Um, and, and I feel like he wants to keep that momentum going. Right. Are you, like if if he's only playing half the games, it's impossible to, to stay right during that over his last 30 games. 265, 328, 444 slash line. That's a 118 WRC plus with three home runs and seven stolen bases. That's what you were hoping that what Merrifield w- would bring you. I mean, w- even if he's not playing to to the level that he was playing a couple of years ago, if you're getting that from Whit Merrifield with the p- positional versatility, this is a this is a C plus at the very least for me. Mitch White is a good depth arm. They really need that to get through the regular season. Again, not a guy I trust in the postseason, but he can spot start for you. He can help you. They really need guys to help them get through that rotation right now. Um, I thought they did all right. I think they're better off, and and I think a C plus is fair. Thing is with the Blue Jays, just to wrap up on them too, they needed Montes. They needed Castillo. There's some of these teams that didn't absolutely like the Yankees didn't really need Montes, but they went out and got him. And the Yankees kind of fleeced in that deal. So I'm looking at the Blue Jays, looking at their prospects who they could have delivered to get a Frankie Montes, they probably could have given a better package for him. And then what they did was they traded a Jordan Groshans, who is available on a lot of top 100 prospects lists. We're a little bit more down on him, so maybe that was a good trade for But they only cashed in for two relievers when they yeah. really need the starters. And there were so many other relievers on the market. Like, do you trade Jordan Groshans? Like, is Zach Pop really that guy? Like maybe trade a a, two lesser prospects for Anthony Bass. Then I just felt they could have been a little bit more 
What's the word? I know what you're saying. They could have been better with their resources. Yes, right? they like could have been better with their resources. That, they but they didn't get worse. They didn't have a bad deadline. They just didn't have a good one. Uh, Peter makes a good point because, like, if you package, let's say, Groshans with a couple other so- top ten prospects, maybe they get an arm. You know, maybe they get a, a, even a Jose Quintana, right? Like, I'd rather I'd rather package Groshans with somebody for Quintana better off than than what they have right now. So, no, I agree, and that's what kind of keeps them out of the B territory or even the B minus territory. But they did get better, so C is status quo. They squeeze out the C plus. Right, that's what I agree with. All right, let's move on to the Rays. I would give the Tampa Bay Rays a B minus at the deadline. They traded and acquired, or their trades were, they acquired David Peralta from the Diamondbacks for a rookie, or a, he's more of a prospect, Christian Serda. Um, they acquired Garrett Clevenger from the Dodgers for an outfielder. Um, German Tapia, I don't really know much about him either. Herman, man, he's Herman. Latin. Herman Tapia, that's something I'm going to throw over to you guys. Um, they acquired Jose Siri in that three ch- team trade but they gave up brett phillips and they gave up seth johnson to the orioles and Jaden murray who seth johnson is actually a pretty good pitching prospect and uh they traded brett phillips to the orioles for cash i like the david peralta move and i gave them a b minus because i agree i think they got better and i don't i didn't see a trade in there where i'm like oh you lost that one the only reason it's not a b is because Seth Johnson looks pretty good. I know he's going to have Tommy John surgery, but was he really worth it to give up in that deal? You got Jose Siri, which is an upgrade, and maybe they unlock something in Jose Siri because he's crazy, crazy talented, but it's not a Jose Siri coming over from the Rockies or the Diamondbacks. It's Jose Siri coming over from the Astros. If the Astros couldn't figure out how to fully unlock him, I'm not sure that he goes over to the Rays and then gets fully unlocked there. I'm just looking at team-to-team type proposals there. And they got rid of Brett Phillips. They didn't really get much form. They just got cash. But how much can you really get for Brett Phillips at this point? But they really didn't get anything. I felt that they could have maybe gotten something. So I gave them a B-. minus. They didn't do much. I like the Peralta deal. What do you guys think? Jack, this so, is your guy. You go ahead. Yeah. So when um when Jesus Christ did die, he he said, I will be reincarnated and uh, the Messiah will return. The Messiah is the new center fielder, possibly in a platoon role for the Tampa Bay Rays and Jose <laughs> Siri. Um, platoon role. This guy has more talent in his pinky finger than us three combined on this yeah, podcast. He's a, he's, he's a freak show. He's one of the fastest of the guys in baseball. He's one of the best defensive center fielders in baseball. And he hits the shit out of the ball. Problem is, he doesn't make contact off the yeah. <laughs> um, That's a big bugaboo for me. Um, I think Jose Siri can like be that guy where Tampa is playing impactful baseball at the end of September. And it's like, wow, Jose Siri has a 1000 OPS over the last 20 games. Yeah. That's what Tampa does with guys like Jose Siri. So um, I, I thought it was a good one. I'm with you, Peter. I like the David Peralta move for Love. them. I think the Peralta is going to be a really solid bat for Tampa and they need bats while everybody is hurt. Um, I don't know how this pitching staff survives. Um, I will say that, but that's, I totally agree with you. They needed to add a little bit more pitching and they didn't really do it. Yeah. It's funny too, because they traded Jaden Murray, who, you know, I think could have potentially filled in some innings down the stretch here. Uh, Taj Bradley's going to probably end up getting called up sometime soon. Their top pitching prospect has been dynamite and continues to carve and triple. 
Uh, Johnson makes sense. You know, if he doesn't get Tommy John, he's not dealt here. Uh, He he is really good. Former first round pick was looking fantastic this year before, you know, going down with the elbow injury series tied for the, for the league lead uh, in the outfield for outs above average. Uh, So you basically replace Brett Phillips defensively with way more offensive upside. With the Messiah. Say it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. With the Messiah stamp and Peralta, look, he's not going to win you a series by himself, but he is steady. He's going to give you slightly above average offense at the very worst average offense, which they're not getting out of the outfield. So I, I liked what they raised did. It was true race fashion. They didn't give up a ton uh, other than Seth Johnson. Uh, and I think they did. I think they did pretty well. I would say C plus B minus works for me. You know what arm I was kind of looking at? Um, the Seth Johnson move somewhat reminds me of the Joe Ryan move for yeah. Nelson Cruz. Yeah. So that could bite him in the butt again. And I'm yep. actually surprised that they decided to deal him. But to your point, Tommy John surgery, it's going to hold him out all, all of- next year. Yeah, so he's not going to be factored in the plans. But then for the Orioles, who we could start talking about now, the Baltimore Orioles, I'm going to give their trade deadline a B-minus as well. So what they did, they traded Trey Mancini to the Astros in that three-team deal. We went over all of it. Um, And they got Seth Johnson, and they got Chase McDermott from the Astros. Um, They traded Jorge Lopez to the Twins, and they got four... Yeah, they were all pitching prospects. It's good. They got a ton of arms there. And then they acquired Brett Phillips for cash. The reason being I'm giving them a B minus is I think they understood the window is not open quite yet. So, and Trey Mancini probably doesn't factor into their future plans. A reason, another reason I gave them a B minus is I do like the Seth Johnson pickup, but I didn't love the Jorge Lopez trade. And we talked about it before. It's not that they did badly in that because they needed depth in their system in terms of arms. But I felt that you could have gotten one or two good or to great prospects for a Jorge Lopez because of how dominant he's been instead of moving for depth. Because I look at the Orioles system right now, and correct me if I'm wrong with Armand Jack, but it seems like there's so many prospects in that system already. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they really do need a bunch of arms, but I would rather one or two really good arms because we have Grayson coming up. We have Deal Hall coming up. And a lot of the pitchers in their rotation right now are on the younger side. And then they got Brett Phillips for basically nothing. So I gave them a B minus. And I think you could even argue they got a B. I think they had a pretty solid deadline. So that that's the big problem, though. You mentioned Grayson and DL Hall. N- name another. They're not there. So it's Grayson and it's DL Hall. Kyle Bradish can be good. Haven't seen a good Kyle Bradish yet this year. We've seen flashes of a good Kyle Bradish. We've seen what Tyler Wells can do. Tyler Wells can be a pitcher for them. But you need one more to make a five-man rotation. And the thing about prospects is usually they don't pan out, even if they're really good prospects. They usually don't pan out. So I really like the the Lopez move in particular for Cade Povich, who is very solid. And I know that Arm could speak a little bit more towards Cade Povich. But Yaner Cano is another back-end bullpen-type guy. I think uh, Juan Nunez and Juan Rojas, those are both guys that can be relievers. Chase McDermott, if he figures out how to throw strikes, <laughs> the fastball slider is nuts. And yeah. Seth Johnson after TJ is really good. So I, I I like the fact that they emphasized quantity of good over quality of great. Well, 
And I'll say this, the Orioles have developed relievers really well as of late, right? I mean, we look at like Felix Bautista and, and just some of the other arms. I mean, they even go and package Cole Solcer and and uh, Tanner Scott over to the Marlins for a draft pick and other prospects. Like they, they seem to do something well in terms of, you know, identifying and developing relievers. And I think this was them saying, hey, we can do this again. We'll find another Jorge Lopez. And whether they will or, or won't, well, time will time will tell. But if they do end up identifying guys and develop other pieces like a Jorge Lopez, then they did great because that's found money, basically. And Seth Johnson could be a middle of the rotation arm for them, though. You're going to have to be patient. McDermott has some of the best stuff, like Jack said, just really, really wild right now. And uh, Povich is a good lefty that yeah, he made the 30th. So he was 30th on our top 30 uh, prospects that were traded just for context. Uh, Seth Johnson was 17 and McDermott was in the 20, 22. So yeah. they got three of the top 30 prospects. And, you know, all they really traded was an expiring Trey Mancini and, and a reliever. They're still pretty decent. They still can try to give it a go. I, I think I, I agree with that great overall. Okay, so B minus. I, I guess I thought that they could have gotten maybe a Seth Johnson esque type player, maybe even better than him in a deal, as well as maybe then one more arm instead of four arms where you hope one becomes a big leaguer. When, but Jack, to your point, you're right. I mean, they're they are prospects at the end of the day. Like I could say that getting more is often better than one, but I just do feel that Jorge Lopez could have gotten more because he was one of the best relievers at this deadline. Yes, he was. Um, but again, relievers are just so fleeting. Like we have no idea what Jorge Lopez is going to look like next year. That's the thing about starting pitchers, right? Because you see a breakout and the sample size is so much larger than a bullpen arm where you mm-hmm. can start to take some things away. You can actually place a rhyme or reason behind their pitch usage or you know what they're doing over the course of a start versus relievers. You got 30 good innings you're getting Hayden Wisniewski in return. Like that's that type of thing that we're seeing with, with relievers. So I just think Jorge Lopez was so nasty, but let's move on to the team that probably had the weirdest deadline out of any team. But weird doesn't necessarily mean bad. It means weird. I'm giving the Boston <laughs> Red Sox a C minus. They traded Christian Vasquez to the Astros for Emmanuel Valdez and Willier Abreu. They acquired Tommy Pham from the Reds for we still have no idea. You know, it's a player to be named later. Uh, they acquired, well, that technically is the same thing. They acquired Eric Hosmer and Max Ferguson and Corey Rozier and cash considerations from the Padres for a lefty Jay Groom, who was one of their better pitching prospects. And they traded Jake Diekman, a lefty reliever to the White Sox for catcher Reese McGuire and a player to be named later. And Reese McGuire definitely has an interesting backstory. Uh, just, <laughs> Uh, Google just Google Reese, it. Just Google, Google Reese, Reese McGuire news parking lot. Yeah, just parking Google lot. Reese Reese McGuire parking lot and let them know that the just baseball show sent you. <laughs> yeah, <you'll see> <laughs> don't do it before 11 p.m. though. So we yeah. uh, we, yeah. we adhere to FCC. Do guidelines. it. Do it midday in your office. Yes, like it's 2 p.m. Your bosses just search up Reese McGuire parking and watch lot. the local news story on on loudest on full volume. Can yeah. <laughs> So the reason I came to a C minus conclusion is I look at the Red Sox and I think to myself first, do, are they better than they were before the deadline? Jack is shaking his head. No arm is kind of in between. I'm saying yes. I think they're slightly better. Tommy Pham is now their best outfielder. 
which is kind of hilarious. You could say Alex Verdugo, of course. Alex Verdugo is a better player than Tommy Pham, but he has performed better than Tommy Pham this season. Jackie Bradley Jr., DFA'd. Nice trade there for Hunter Renfro. Go check out that article on JustBaseball.com. Oh, a lot of people swap. have been. I know. Between Hunter Renfro and I don't Jackie think we have Bradley to plug Jr. it anymore. <laughs> I don't think we have to either. It's one of the most famous articles on our site now. Um, they trade away Christian Vasquez. Um, but Christian Vasquez made some comments about Heim Bloom and now Heim Bloom is out. Jack, I heard you talking about that on the podcast. Um, Jake Diekman for Reese McGuire. You know, Diekman has not performed well for them and they filled their catching that need. Um, it was a fine move there. You know, the Red Sox could have done a lot more. They could have traded J.D. Martinez, who doesn't look like he's on the way out, but it does look like recently that he's been swinging with an injury. They maybe could have tested the market, gotten a ton for Xander Bogarts. They decided to keep him, decided to keep Devers. Now the question is, will they pay these players? I'm thinking that they won't end up paying these players. So I give them a C minus because I think it was the weirdest soft buy of all time. Yeah. You know, I I think they're better from the respect that they first base was a gaping hole for them. I think they were hoping Casas would fill in or that Dalbeck wouldn't fall flat on his face this year. And Casas has been banged up. He'll be good. He'll be up at some point, maybe hopefully end of this year, early next year. Uh, Dalbeck is just not, not the guy. Uh, Hosmer is going to give you good defense at first, at least. And, you know, at least give you like a 100 WRC plus. Here's the thing. This is what it boils down to. And this is why the Tommy Pham edition actually helps them. There's five or six outfields with a sub one F war combined. That's your whole outfield. You have the Miami Marlins at 0.9 F war. You have the Colorado Rockies at 0.7 F war. You have the Phillies at 0.7, the Reds at 0.6 the Red Sox at 0.3, and the Tigers at negative 1.4. By F4, the Red Sox have the second worst outfield in baseball and an 83 WRC+. plus. Tommy Pham is better than that um, by himself. So that is the good news. Uh, he's going to help them there, and a, Hosmer is going to give them more than what they got at the first base position. They have the worst first base defense and not great offense from there either. But the, they really don't have any direction, and they're kind of just – you, you, I don't know what they're doing. Are they going to recoup a, a compensation pick for JD? Are they going to do the same with Xander? Are they going to extend one of them, both of them? What's the plan? This deadline didn't give us any indication. If anything, the deadline just told us that they have no idea what the plan is still moving forward. And three games out of the wild card, they decided to soft buy, like Peter said. Jack, before you continue, I just want to put the war into context for a second. Arm, can you go over those? war totals again because i want to compare that to one certain player just to put into context how much war they've actually accumulated by all of their outfielders this season so the whole boston red sox outfield has accumulated a 0.3 f war isaiah connor falefa has a 0.7 f war um geo urshela on the twins has a 0.6 f war nathaniel lau or low 0.5 f war brandon lau nathaniel low Nathaniel Lowe, Connor Joe, our King has a 0.4 F4. So their whole outfield has been uh, a little worse than all of Connor Joe. So they got Tommy Pham. And, and they got and Tommy Pham was a 0.7 F4. Yeah, there you go. Um, what's crazy is they're three games out of a playoff spot. If Eovaldi can start throwing for them, if Sale can come back, like they could give it a 
a, a little push, I guess. Yeah, I ain't count them out, but I'm also not counting them in either. Yeah, I just I would have I don't know what the, I guess they did what they had to do, which was just not much. <laughs> Jack, you got anything before you get into the centrals? Yeah, sure. Uh, Aram, what's the line about Billy Hamilton? Um, you know, he was so fast, but what base can you not steal? Can't steal first. Can't steal first base. Okay, so the guys that they got with Eric Hosmer, Max Ferguson and Corey Rozier, this is now the organization that employs Corey Rozier, Max Ferguson, and David Hamilton, three of the fastest guys in professional baseball. But they all have one thing in common. They can't steal first base. Yeah. They're all hitting very low 200s. So Bloom likes fast guys. He doesn't like guys that get on base. Um, I I really only have one thing to say about the Vasquez thing, and that's he shit on Bloom. Heimblum shipped him out of town. The entire clubhouse hated that. There is just a fundamental disconnect. Yeah, while they were playing the Astros. What I will say, though, is I did like the two prospects they got, (laughs) for what that's worth. Um, Both make the the top 30 uh, prospects acquired at our deadline. Um, You know, that that was one that... I thought was not bad for them. William Abreu is toolsy, exciting, uh, some some power, some speed. And then Emmanuel Valdez has been raking and could be uh, a big league infield bat for them. So at least they did all, all pretty well on that trade. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I just think Heimblum and John Henry have only soured the relationship between what goes on upstairs and what goes on on the field. I think, and that's, I think that that's killer. And I think that the, this deadline put the nail in the coffin. Gold bottles. Gold bottles. Gold bottles. Um, all right, Central. The AL East was probably the most intriguing division at the deadline, so we spent, I want to say, like 30 minutes on that. We might spend seven minutes on the AL Central. Um, the Twins. I will give the Minnesota Twins an A. I think that the Twins did exactly what they needed to put this division out of reach. They acquired Tyler Malley for Spencer Steer, Christian Encarnacion Strand, who has uber power, and for a breakdown on those guys, Head over to the call-up arm, and I just talked about him this morning. Um, and Steve Hadger, they acquired Jorge Lopez, like you mentioned, for Yaner Cano, Cade Povich, Juan Rojas, Juan Nunez. They also got Michael Fulmer for Sawyer Gibson Long, who is just a flyer arm. Um, they added a two. They added a closer to push Yoan Duran to a setup role, and they added a seventh-inning reliever. That's exactly what Minnesota needed. They hit all three of their primary concerns. That's why they get an A. I, I agree. And, and they also held on to all of their blue chippers, you know, Miranda, they hold on to Kirilov, Walner, Larnick, you know, the only guy that maybe borderline blue chippers steer and you're okay parting with him. Cause he's blocked right now. So yeah. I, I like that. I like what they did. I agree. I think the only thing keeping them from an a plus maybe was they did give up a lot for Tyler Bally, but they did exactly what they needed to do. And they distance themselves from the Guardians and the White Sox. And we're going to talk losers later. And you can bet your ass they're on there. So <laughs> combined with what they did at the deadline, compared to what they did to their competitors, they killed this. The Guardians <laughs> acquired Ian Hamilton for Sandy Leone. D minus. F. What did... Fuck you, Guardians. Like, are you serious? You could have gotten Sean Murphy... You could have done so much more. You're right there. And what do you do? Big fat nothing. The only reason I say D minus and not F is because they have the best system in baseball and they didn't give any of those prospects away. Sure. But why not? Yeah, why not? I don't know. They might think that they're a year ahead of their window. 
they're never gonna have a window. They're they one game by anything. They're one game back. I mean, and, and you know, the, the Twins have never proven to be able to be there, right? Like they, they've they've always seemed to kind of fizzle out either in the first round or or towards the end of the season. Like, why not give it a go? It's frustrating, but yeah, I'm gonna give him an F. Yeah, the White Sox acquired. F-U. Yeah, there we go. The White Sox acquired Jake Diekman for Reese McGuire. F. F stands for fuck you, White Sox. I'm not even going to say fuck you. I'm just going to laugh at you, Chicago. You know what? Deep dish pizza, overrated. Hot dogs, they suck. Chicago, you ruined everything. You could have done something. You decided to just stand pat, and the comments from Rick Hahn were so embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah, Jack, can you talk about the comments from Rick Hahn? Yeah, uh, yeah. I was actually looking at the red button in the bottom right corner of the Zoom, but it says "and did not leave." I forgot that I was the host. I would have left the meeting after uh, Peter said those things about the hot dogs and the and the pizza, but <laughs> they yeah, did it. Um, they did it to themselves. Rick Hahn had media availability on Tuesday night. Quote. We're disappointed we weren't able to do more to improve this club. We weren't able to line up on targets. Anyone out there upset we didn't get that done, I'm with you. We still very much believe in this club and that they have championship potential. It's a genius play, actually, pretending like it's not all in your control. No, he was just like, it's on me, guys. I'm sorry. Yes, it's on you. Yes. No, he didn't even really say it was on me. He just kind of said, I'm disappointed it didn't happen. Like, it's if I rear-end somebody, just be like, Disappointed the brakes didn't kick in in time. <laughs> you know, it just is what it is. I, you know, I was Life hoping we'd on. stop. I, I'd ho- I was hoping we'd stop in time, but we didn't. And uh, it wasn't because I didn't actually hit the brakes with enough time to be able to stop. Um, th- it, it was up to Rick Hahn. If he really wanted to make a movie, could have. Uh, he didn't. White Sox are in trouble. Uh, they better get healthy quick. At least sell. You have one of the worst farm systems in baseball. At least sell. Just did nothing. What an embarrassment. Do you want to know the state of Chicago baseball? You've got Rick Hahn saying that. And then this morning, you've got Jed Hoyer saying that he called the Angels front office to check in on Shohei Otani. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. How'd, how'd that call go? Yeah. Do you do your job? Yeah. Perry yeah. say nice things to you? Did he, yeah, how's Shohei love doing? You when he hung yeah, up? I mean, how's Shohei? He's doing well. All right. Cool. Just wanted cool. to know. Just wanted to make Take sure care. I got the tweet out that I did one call this break. <laughs> Click. Boom. Yeah, I, I can see him kicking his feet up and like cracking open a beer. And he's like, I earned this. <laughs> <laughs> see, I ridiculous. love I love in the uh, the AL East. We like really got to do it because there was a ton of moves done in that in that division. And to your point, Jack, AL East just much more riveting. And then we move into the central. and It's like this team did one thing. Yeah, they almost almost talked about talking about a player. <laughs> The Tigers did two things. They traded Michael Former to Minnesota for Sawyer Gibson Long, and they traded Robbie Grossman to Atlanta for Chris Anglin. D. What? I think they lost both trades. I like who, who knows what Sawyer Gibson Long is going to be. I think he gave up the two guys. Maybe you should have kept it. I think you maybe should have shipped that everybody else. Seems like Fulmer seems to be one of the best arms in that bullpen. And Robbie they Grossman, sold I think well is, on Grossman is, yeah, is one of the most underrated additions at this deadline. I think the Braves basically just stole him. I think he's going to be great for Atlanta in his first game. He had a double there too. What are we doing here, Tigers? You had all the opportunity in the world to sell off everything. You said you were listening on everyone. You didn't really listen, of course. You probably just pretended you were listening. Tarek Skubal stuff. I mean, so that, which is bizarre. Yeah. Nathan, Jimenez, 
Jamer Candelar, I mean, you could have done so much and you did absolutely nothing. F, D, whatever. Doesn't yeah, whatever, so. whatever. The, one, a failing grade. That's fine yeah. with me. Uh, we'll say D minus to be nice. Um, the Royals, I gave them a C. They traded Whit Merrifield to Toronto for Castillo and Samad Taylor. They acquired Brent Rooker from San Diego for Cam Gallagher. That was just kind of a man move. Um, they did acquire Luke Weaver. Uh, for Emmanuel Rivera, who I think is like a pretty decent high 20s triple A guy. Like, I, I think he can be a quadruple A player for them and like, you know, keeps on bouncing between Reno and Arizona. Um, they acquired Anthony Masevitz for cash, like bullpen arm. Um, and then they traded Benny for Beckway, TJ Sakama, and Chandler Champlain. We talked about it. They probably could have done better for Ben and Tendi. Um, but adding three arms, like I'll take three good over one great for sure in the Royals case, because they have zero, have zero. literally zero. Yeah. And, so, and the greats have not developed for them. So throw more irons in the fire. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think they did enough. Like, I, I think they stayed on course with what they wanted to do after this year has been wildly disappointing. So see, they stand pat. See, and, and I really like that they cleared Carlos Santana out. You know, I, I liked that move more for the Mariners, but I'm glad that they cleared way for the younger guys. Yeah. That's something that's I, I'm glad. Like we saw Pascantino. We've seen Nick Prado up there. The young guys are getting run. That's you, very encouraging. You see Massey just got selected again. Massey's up there. That's how it should be. They should have traded Whit Merrifield two years ago, but you know that the Royals are are similar to the Rockies in the respect that they love being uh, loyal. And uh, unfortunately, they sell a little bit lower. But they did get two guys I don't mind, and Samad Taylor could go straight to the big leagues for them pretty soon. And he's kind of a Whit Merrifield light, second base slash outfield, good speed, good bat to ball. So we'll see how he develops. Yep. Uh, Royals at least seem to have a direction they were active at least yeah Yeah. i mean they have a direction pieces that they didn't need anymore they Uh, participated yeah all right al west ah that's me um oh i get the serpentine i got back-to-back picks okay so i'll start with the west obviously Uh, we'll we'll go with the easy a seattle mariners i mean the, the mariners they gave up a pretty penny for somebody like luis castillo but that's an A for me. Anytime you get a frontline starter, you got to feel pretty good about what the Mariners did. And I mean, they just, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe how excited the Mariners have got me. But the full trade breakdown is Luis Castillo for Noel V. Marte, Edwin Arroyo, Levi Stout, and Andrew Moore. Noel V. Marte is a top 25 prospect in baseball. Edwin Arroyo will be a top 100 guy in our midseason update. Levi Stout just shoved a right-handed pitcher made his double-A debut, and Andrew Moore is probably going to be a reliever. It's a lot, but you know what? The Mariners are trying to make the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. Love that move. They go get Carlos Santana. gives them some important depth. That was a little bit before the deadline. They gave up two flyer arms for him. He has been a good fill-in. They also traded away Anthony. I'm not even – you said it better than me. Misevich. Misevich. They also get Matthew Boyd and Kurt Casale, two pieces that I think are good vets that should be able to help them and give them some depth. And then a couple other smaller moves. They also get Jake Lamb from the Dodgers for a player to be named later. It's an A for me because you get an ace or at least a really high end number two. You get some depth. You get some other pieces and they're ready to go all in. And and I'm here for that. I have a question. Would the Mariners get an A if they didn't have a 20 year playoff drought? Because I think each individual move, are they an A or is it an A because they needed to do this and they did it? Not, I would give them an A too. I don't think that's a bad grade because of that. I'm just curious if you look at each move, do they get an A? Because it was an overpay for Luis Castillo. I think that's clear. You know, they gave up Noel V. Marte. They gave up Arroyo. It was a lot for him. 
But I still think they had a great deadline. I'm just curious on that. Best arm on the market, right? Yeah. You know, it, it's expensive. Why? You're going to go with the 286, right? I, oh, he's dirty. I think it's an A because they they pushed the chips forward and they paid the premium that it was that it cost to get a Castillo. If they let it whittle down to the deadline, maybe someone swoops in and beats them. You know, they did what it took to to get that trade done before it was up against the clock. I liked the other moves that they made. I think Casali's a great backup as well. He's actually swung it really well this year and is a great defender. Um, I, I like the small moves they made, and then of course the big splash. Of course, they, they they gave up a lot, but you got to give to get. I, I'm here for it. I, I I think they're an A. Oh, I'm not taking anything away from them. I am here for it. I would give them an A. They put themselves in playoff contention. I just kind of wanted to throw that out there because I don't think that's ever talked about. Like, if they weren't in this playoff drought, would each individual move result in an A grade? It's hard to take those glasses off. I know. Because we look at all these teams, relatively speaking, like we look yeah. at market size when we talk about these deals. You know, when, when we talk about Milwaukee, we're going to have to look at market size. We're going to have to look at what haters contract situation would have been like. So I, I think with Seattle, like, I don't think you can have this deadline conversation taking a 20 year playoff drought out of the equation because it's so much of the equation. That's absolutely fair. Next so, team. Just haven't heard it. You know, just what, you know, we're just fishing. <laughs> I understand. Are you fishing fishing for takes? Yeah. Okay. Give me a hot one. He's got he's got a take. He's got one on the line. <laughs> Houston Astros, they're gonna check in with an A minus. They go out and they get Trey Mancini, who I absolutely love how he fits in. Mancini, they had to part with a couple other pieces. They do trade Jose Siri, they do trade Chase McDermott. And part of a three-team trade there that we already touched on. They also swap Jake Odorizzi for Will Smith. Will Smith fits right into their bullpen and helps them out there. They go out and get Christian Vasquez, a huge, huge get for them because Martin Maldonado, great defender. But my goodness, <laughs> if you're getting a pitcher's level of production from the catching position at some point, it kind of hurts. And then also made some moves earlier in the season. But I loved all of the moves that they made. I think Mancini and Vasquez put that offense in a point where you can't really poke a hole in it. One through nine, when when those guys are in the lineup, there's really nobody that you have a break from. Uh, every guy is an above average offensive piece. And other than Jose Siri, which again, they're pretty fine in the outfield. They don't need him, especially with Jake Myers and Chas McCormick. They didn't give up much. They gave up Emmanuel Valdez and Willier Abreu, two solid prospects who I do like, but for your starting catcher for the rest of the season, no-brainer. The Astros are now as complete of a team as they could be, and I think it's really hard to poke a hole in this ball club. Yeah, when Jose Siri has a 60-60 season next year and Jake Myers <laughs> doesn't do anything, let's revisit this a Yes, pal. we can. Um, I did some soul-searching. On Siri? No, not on the Messiah, even though that kind of makes sense with the spiritual aspect of Jose Siri. Yeah. No, I did some soul searching on who's better, Yankees or Astros. Yeah. Arm, who do you think? Well, if Garrett Cole keeps looking like that, it's the Astros, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. He's not my Wi-Fi password anymore. Um, I think the Astros are better. Welcome to the club, brother. I think it, Bader, if Bader's healthy and, and yeah, you know, yeah. fully, fully good to go in September, then it's a different story. Because, again, we're talking about being able to poke a hole. Right now, the Yankees have a big hole in center field. Here's my thing. 
I think it's going game seven. And it's Verlander Cole who's winning. I'm putting my life on Verlander. Yes. Exactly. Especially mental, if the game starts two minutes Cole. late. Yeah. But oh. I think the Yankees got it to a game seven. But they're going to lose in game seven if that's the pitching matchup. And you just go through more of the pitchers. I mean, we throw Valdez in there. They're going to get back Lance McCullers Jr. soon. Even Luis Garcia. You know, Christian Javier is literally the Yankees' father. That's going to be very challenging. Next team, probably the most aggravating team out there, uh, the L.A. Angels. They get a fat D from me. And here's why. Well, let's go through the moves first. L.A. Angels get a D. Traded for Logan Ohapi. They had to part with their starting outfielder, Brandon Marsh, to do so. 24-year-old who has struggled, but Ohapi could be their starting catcher. Don't hate that move as much. Part with the recently signed or extended Rizel Iglesias. They get Jesse Chavez and friend of the show, Tucker Davidson. Then they trade Noah Syndergaard for Mickey Moniak, who I would presume will replace Brandon Marsh in the outfield. Ouch. And then they also acquired Tuki Toussaint for cash considerations. They get a D because ultimately, I don't know if I would have sold low on Marsh. He's 24 years old. And honestly, you're not in a point to really be trading away outfielders. You don't know what Mike Trout's situation is. Um, You don't really know what your other offensive prospects look like at all. They don't really look good at all. And yes, sure, you get a catcher in Logan Ohapi, but also parting with Rizel Iglesias, where I think they're selling as low as possible. I, Noah Syndergaard, Tanako, I would have rather had a lottery ticket than Mickey Moniak. I, I just don't like the moves that they made. They've been in a perpetual disappointment, and the deadline didn't make me feel any better about them than we did before, and you can't really give them a better grade than a D. They got a D for dickheads. And you know why? They didn't rebuild I don't think they did a great job rebuilding at this deadline, and they certainly didn't buy. So they got worse, and they didn't really upgrade this farm system for the type of players that they sent off. I like Tucker. Tucker's probably going to be the five-starter for them. You know, he's been been performing in the minor leagues, even pitched in the World Series. I like that move. But Rossi Iglesias is a freaking stud. He's a stud. Went on. He's one of the best relievers in baseball. We saw the package for Hayter, and then for Rossi Iglesias – like Jesse Chavez, are you kidding me? What is he gonna do for you? Nothing. He's trade gonna, him again. Yeah, I mean, like he's gonna yeah, exactly he's gonna trade him again. You go through each move. I like Logan O'Hop. I think that's a good one, but they gave up Brandon Marsh, who has a ton of potential there. So it makes sense that they would get a Logan O'Hoppy. They did not do well. And I even think you could give him a D minus arm. I think you yeah, actually I mean, nice. the system, the system isn't better and the team is worse. So what did they achieve? Yeah. What do you I think? Just, I, we just gave is that him, accurate? Uh, yeah, I mean, like, we gave him an A-plus in the offseason. Here we are getting <laughs> him at the deadline. Like, yeah, but we're going to be out of next year, though. Mike Trout, Shohei. Dude, I'm, yeah, I'm all the way back. I might be back on the bus, like, now. I'm yeah. be ready. Play stress-free <laughs> baseball. Get the good vibes going into the offseason. Kill it again in the offseason. You know what? Trade for Rice Iglesias back. I'm back. Still, I'm still sitting on this dumbass ticket on their overwind total. Ugh. Ooh. Just Maybe you could sell well it just, for like $2. I just went to Vegas and said, here, take my money. I don't Vegas want to said, back. Do you want to bet on anything? I'm like, no, just have it. Just have That's it. from a Family Guy episode where Peter Griffin goes in. Oh, and yeah. And he just hands some money. He's like, what do you want to bet on today? Oh, nothing. Just have it. That's exactly <laughs> what I did with the Angels over win total. 
man. Yeah, you could probably sell it to Rovell and he would frame it. Yeah. <laughs> Peter's biggest L. Yeah. Peter's biggest L frames. That's the other one doesn't look good, though. Hopefully. We'll talk about the Brewers later, but so next up is the Oakland A's, and they get a B from me. They ultimately trade Frankie Montes and Lou Trevino, and they get Ken Woldichuk, Luis Medina, JP Sears, and Cooper Bowman. They also trade Christian Bentoncourt to the Rays for Cal Stevenson, as well as a few other very small moves. Uh, they also traded what was it, Austin Allen for Carlos Guarate. Couldn't tell you much on either of those. Hey, man, I watched Guarate shove for five starts in Fort Wayne last year. He's not that good, Jack. (laughs) So crazy that you know who that is. They get a B. They get a B because, look, I think they could have done better on the Montes trade. And and we've talked about we don't know exactly what the, the value was clearly or what other offers there were, but maybe they should have traded him sooner. You know, why were they holding on to him? We had, we, we've had trade rumors going on from the beginning of the year, right? And they said they wanted to hold on to him. Did he really do anything to boost his trade value? Probably not, especially with the injury issues. I think you always take the bird in hand. You trade your pitcher when the offers come in. I would have, I'd like to imagine that they would have had a better offer than Ken Waldachuk and Luis Medina and two others uh, at the earlier parts of the season. Ultimate, and they also packaged like a reliever who's not a negative value, right? So I, I, I think it was okay. They did what they needed to do, but I'm not going to give them an A for that because they didn't really make a monumental change to their system with that. Um, I thought you were being way too nice to him. I would have given him like a C minus, maybe even a C. Maybe. Like I was even pay. I was like maybe D plus or C minus, but maybe C. They didn't give up Sean Murphy, who they could have gotten a bunch for. They didn't give up Ramon Laureano, who isn't really going to factor into their plans and already looks to kind of be declining. I mean, I just watched him yesterday. He just made this terrible route right field, missed a ball that just doesn't look like Ramon Laureano. They could have done a lot more similar to some teams that we really got on, and they lost the Montes trade. I think that's we're all in agreement there. I think they did way shittier. Jack, any thoughts? Like I, they sold one of the pieces that needed to go. I wish they just dumped Murphy. I wish they dumped Blackburn. I wish they traded Cole Irvin too. Like we're going to get to the Reds shortly. The Reds know how to sell at the deadline. The A's did not know how to sell at the deadline. Like they want to make pretend that they're competitive and they like beat Shohei Otani yesterday. So they're a hard team to figure out, but I just, they beat Otani. Yeah, they, they might won. fucking win the AL West. I know they, they, they beat, beat the them. Angels. Um, you know, I he, he, here's the thing. I don't really understand what they're doing. So I, <laughs> I, I think that 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 perspective makes sense, right? Like they have Shane Langliers just just waiting in the wings. And um, for whatever reason, they don't trade Murphy, who would have brought in a haul. I'm okay with not trading Murphy because he's got multiple years of control and they can run it back next year if they want to and then trade him at the deadline there. I think it's the same story with Loriano. I think they felt like they were selling low. They had a high asking price. No one met it. He has multiple years of control as well. So I think that's kind of their their angle there. None of those guys are expiring. Whereas you talk about like the Cubs, those guys are going to be free agents. So I think they wanted to try to sell higher on those guys this coming season. We'll see if they do it. Uh, but I'm just glad they traded Montes. I love Ken Waldachuk, so I gave them a couple bonus points for that. But a B minus probably makes more sense. I think it's fair. Who else we got? We got Texas. the Texas Rangers. 
So the Texas Rangers, they're also a weird team, and they get a C from me because I do like the prospect they got. They traded Matt Bush for Antoine Kelly and Mark Mathias. I was surprised that they got Antoine Kelly. Um, he is a really exciting pitching prospect who's battled injuries uh, from the Brewers. 386 ERA and 19 starts this season. He's only allowed 60 hits. He's punched out 119 in 91 innings. He's he's nasty. I was very surprised that the Brewers parted with him. Bush is a good reliever. They don't see him as a long-term piece for them. And, and I'm okay with the Rangers not really making any trades because the Rangers are clearly keen on being competitive as soon as possible. And they have a lot of pieces starting to come together here. They were tr- trying to call on Luis Castillo. They were trying to do some other things. I'm okay with them standing pat. They get a C because nothing really changed. Uh, I would give them a C minus if they didn't add a good pitching prospect here because I would have liked them to be a little bit more active. But I don't think you can really knock on the Rangers. They spent half a billion dollars in the offseason. They're not trying to sell off. They didn't have that many expiring assets. I think they did fine. I have nothing to add. I think it was perfect. I have nothing to add. Yeah. I mean, the Rangers did exactly that. All right. After we talked about the Rangers, I think we both, we all three of us just kind of realized that like we already went an hour and we want to give you guys legitimate dialogue in the National League too and try to, instead of just trying to like squeeze it in a little bit. So here's what we're going to do tomorrow, Saturday, get up, you, yeah, mimosa, like boozy brunch. Listen oh, yeah. to the We're Just Baseball show. Talk about the National League trade deadline. That work? That works for me. Okay. Works for me. Might have a mimosa while we record. Holy shit. Ooh. I already got my OJ ready to go. Galaxy brain. Let's go. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. So Saturday morning pottage um, for you guys. We'll do the National League tomorrow. Um, yeah. I, that's it I, I think me. I think the main thing about the just baseball show is that we like to really dive into the prospects. We like to give you guys the most analysis possible, and we'd rather not short you on it by trying to get the National League in when we could just give you another full hour on the National League, break into all of those divisions. And then on that Saturday episode, we're going to give you the top five winners, top five losers. It's going to be a banger, two part. We ain't done. The only reason that this is now a Saturday episode is because also my computer broke. Um, and I was getting my um, apartment set up. Hopefully, you'll forgive me, and we'll be back tomorrow. No, don't forgive him. Don't, don't forgive, don't forgive him. 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 I don't care. And now that you say <laughs> that, I want to do a speed run of the National League of over four minutes. Let's do it. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> 15 teams in four minutes. Let's just do the Pirates for the last 20 minutes. No, I, I, do, I do appreciate, like, this has happened to to us a couple times on here it's also happened to us on the call-up where like we say we're going to get through it and then we end up spending so much time on things that like we we could either rush it or do it the right way and i think people appreciate that so uh thank you for bearing with us and sorry if you were expecting to get all 30 but we're going to give much more insight on all the teams uh you know as we move forward here and that's the way you can always expect it it's called a cliffhanger with that thank you everybody